Hey, y'all, and welcome back to Katie on the Flip Side, the podcast. If you are listening to this all in a row in a future time, I am glad you're following along with this codependent red flag, codependent issues series that I'm doing. Um, If you've been waiting since before Christmas for this next episode, then I appreciate your patience as I took a little bit of a hiatus, and I am back now ready to bring you guys the rest of these episodes. Um, In the first two episodes, if you have not listened to those, um, I talked about a couple of things on my list of 10 things that are kind of for me red flags as I was recognizing my codependent traits, recognizing the codependent traits of the people around me, kind of understanding where they came from. And these things have also been things that as I have been healing, recovering, working to overcome the codependency, things that I notice popping back up and that I go, oh, shoot, I'm slipping back into that. Let me just take note and recognize it and fix it. It's been interesting, too, as I've gone along, how much I've started to see it in um, other people around me, other situations around me, from like, you know, personal relationships to the grocery store to the YouTube comments to all of those things. Um, so it's really been interesting and it's kind of been a progression. I've told several personal friends who have kind of asked about some of this and looking at fixing some of the things in their lives. Um, that has been kind of a process for me of I'll recognize it, you know, first in myself. And that's where you you initially start off trying to trying to heal and grow and um, fix any problem in your life, most likely the the root of what needs to be addressed is any self issues that you have. So recognizing it in myself, then it kind of is like you start to see things in um, the people that are closest to you or, you know, you're in within your own household and then within you kind of, you know, that circle of like yourself, and then you have another circle that's closer to you. And then your next circle is your friends, the next circle is your acquaintances, the next circle is the rest of the world. Um, It kind of goes in the order of those circles. And the more you go along, you know, initially, it's like, oh, my gosh, I'm the only one with this problem, or, oh, my gosh, my husband or whoever is the only one with this problem. And then as you start looking at the people around you, one of the things that I've heard in a number of the different um I guess, mentors, not direct mentors that I've worked with, but that I have listened to and learned from is how much you recognize that it's because of those traits in yourself, you tend to gravitate towards similar people. So a lot of the people you have made relationships with or had longtime relationships with, you will notice as you're healing and as you're changing that they're still, obviously, they're not working on changing at the time, unless, you know, if they are, that's one thing, but they're most likely not. If they're not, then you start to notice it more as you're backing off and healing yourself. So it's been very interesting. um, And that's just, that's been kind of the process. So it hasn't been like a, oh, I figured this out. Now I've got it all figured out. It's been a figured it out myself. Let me work on fixing that. I figured it out in this relationship. Let me see how to better handle that relationship. Then 
like, okay, I'm good. I figured everything out. Oh, shoot. Dang, it's in this relationship and this relationship and this business relationship and this, you know, like it's, it's, it just kind of is all over. And so, you know, when you start working on yourself, you're not only working on yourself, you're going to be working on all the different aspects of your life. Okay, so the first two things that I talked about, um, if you want to go back and listen to those, if you missed them, um, the first one was giving advice or helping without being asked. So feeling the need to fix or rescue other people's situations. <clears throat> so there's a whole episode on that. And then the second thing was other people's opinions, which like, oh my gosh, the more I've learned, the more strongly I feel like feel about this. Um, this kind of goes along with, with people pleasing and <clears throat> worrying about what other people will think about me, um, feeling extreme anxiety when anybody disapproves of me or questions me, um, getting anxious and kind of changing my trajectory or changing my mind or changing my plans because I'm worried what somebody else is going to think. Um, and so today on the third point, the third codependent red flag for me is um, starting to feel responsible for managing other people's feelings and emotions, um, allowing other people's behavior to affect my mood and my feelings about myself, and then in turn, spending too much time worrying about that instead of my goals and needs. So um, that was kind of a lot to <laughs> unpack all in one sentence. And so I'm going to break it down a little bit. Um, but some of this goes along with people pleasing too. Um, it's in this case, it's less, my focus that I'm going to talk about in this case is less about like changing things or worrying like, oh my gosh, well, what are they going to think about me? Or, um, you know, shoot, I don't want to be judged. And more of like, oh, I can't do this thing that I've planned to do because that's going to make somebody else upset. Um, obviously, you do want to be considerate of other people's feelings and you don't want to like, you know, um, I don't know, steal somebody's stuff. <laughs> like that's not a situation where you'd say, oh, I should just go ahead and steal it and not worry if that's going to make somebody upset. That is 100% not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the situations where it's like, um, I don't know, I'll give a personal example of, you know, I don't want to share this because what if so-and-so thinks I'm talking about them? And if I share it, then they're going to get upset. And then that's going to stress them out when, for one, maybe I'm not even talking about that person or their situation. And two, it's not my responsibility how they interpret what I say or what I, how I live my life. <clears throat> um, so, okay, let's just start with, there's a quote from Brendan Burchard. If you're not familiar with him, he has written the book, High Performance Habits. Wait, is that right? Yes. Okay. It's like, shoot, I think I'm saying it wrong. Um, but he is an amazing, amazing inspirational person and has been huge in, um, kind of changing my perspective in my life. But here is what he says. And so this is something that I was dealing with myself. And it's also something that I have um, started to take note of in other people and allowing it to let me let some things go, um, not worry about other people's opinions as much when I realize that these things are their issues. Okay, so his quote 
is if you are always feeling distress and outrage over every bit of news or every seemingly slight or unwanted action of another, you're being hooked and you're in need of perspective. Perhaps it's time to take back your own mind and emotions. You can be concerned and active without losing your peace or center. And that quote, like, if you want to hit the little rewind button and listen to it again, (laughs) you might want to, because I feel like this is something that so many people struggle with, um, whether you're in the codependent realm of extremes or not. I feel like this is one major reason why so many people are so stressed, so strung out, feel like they don't have time to do anything, um, feel like they're always anxious and worried. And because the more you can let go of things that aren't your responsibility, that it's not your business to handle, the incredible amount of peace that will come into your life and the incredible amount of time that will all of a sudden be freed up. Um, So I I think of this first portion of this quote really struck me um, also in a way of like when I see people on Facebook or on social media just getting so fired up and like, oh my gosh, I was up all night worrying about, um, for example, one kind of recent thing in our area is, well, I mean, I think it was all over the country, but a missing child, um, obviously we all, it's, it's appropriate and normal for people to feel sad or concerned, but like he says, you can be concerned and active, you know, sharing the post if you want to join the search team and help search or whatever else, but without losing your peace or center. So if you're in five states away and there's nothing you can physically do, it's, it's really just causing excess stress and um, something that doesn't need to be in your life to get you off track of your goals because you were literally up all night worrying about whether somebody's going to find this missing child that's not your child and that there's nothing you can do about it. Like literally the time you spend awake at night worrying about that or the way it's brought your mood down so that you're not yourself around your kids or your family is not helpful in finding the child and it is causing distress in your peace, in your job, in your functioning, in your relationship with your family. Like that it's that sounds like an extreme example and an extreme like relation, but it happens so often. Like as I've seen people friends posting on Facebook about how like I cried all night and blah blah blah. I understand that people can get sad about things, but think about how that's affecting your kids and your your family and think about how is it that that is helping in any way. Um, so that's kind of the from a distance um, perspective, but this is also incredibly true with close relationships. And this is something that I started to realize as Cullen and I initially started addressing our struggles in our marriage and he was dealing with his addiction and overcoming that, um, or I, I guess at the point of not admitting and overcoming and realizing that that was a problem. I was so incredibly stressed. Obviously, addiction is stressful and being the spouse of somebody who's dealing with that is incredibly stressful. 
But I think one of the reasons that it continues, one of the reasons that it becomes even more stressful is because you're feeling responsible for um, other people's actions, other people's behaviors, and then that affects your mood, your feelings about yourself. So feeling like, you know, this is all my fault. Um, I even described kind of the feelings of when I knew he was doing something wrong or inappropriate, it was almost as if it affected me in a way as if I was doing those things. And I know that doesn't make sense unless you have been in that mental state. And it's, it's a really, it's a really uh, difficult place to be, but it's also a very messed up perspective that is not accurate and something that I had to work on overcoming. Um, it, it wraps you up and it, it steals your, your mind. And when you're planning every action, every decision, everything that you're going to do throughout your day from the little to the big based on how you think somebody else is going to feel or how you think somebody else is going to respond or how you think it's going to like affect somebody else when it's not actually their issue, then it, it takes away from your freedom and your mental peace. So, um, I mean, even down to the things of, well, you know, I know the kids are awake and I know Cullen's got them, but I, should I go like, should I go ahead and start dinner now or should I go in there and help him or like what's going to make him the happiest? What's going to um, make it so that he doesn't respond negatively to me or to the kids or whatever? Instead of just going, dinner needs to be made. Cullen's got the kids. I know what I need to do. So I'm going to focus on what I need to do right now. And if he needs help, he will ask me. If there's a problem, then I'll address it. So really having a hard time making a decision and making plans and goals for yourself is is a, is a big kind of sign of this. Um, this also comes in the form of compromising yourself to make sure nobody's upset. So um, I remember there being days where I would know I needed to do something and I would wake up and have planned out my day or planned out, you know, going on a trip to the grocery store or, um, you know, whether it's something for yourself, like you're going to get your hair done or you are going to the grocery store or you need to do something for work. Um, doing, choosing instead to not do that because, oh, well, shoot, he's in a bad mood and it's going to be hard for him to take care of the kids today. So I just won't go and I'll stay home and I'll take care of the kids myself um, because I don't want him to be stressed out or I don't want him to be upset. Um, for me, it's also <clears throat> been in the form of not sharing, like I said, not feeling open to share things because I'm afraid it's going to make somebody in my family upset or it's going to make a friend upset when I'm sharing my truth and the way that somebody else interprets that or whether they agree with that or not is not my responsibility. Um, this is this is also in the case of people who will completely drop everything and give up on their goals because somebody else keeps having emergencies and really just putting other people's needs ahead of your own, I guess, I guess actually putting other people's wants ahead of your needs. So because somebody else isn't planning well, isn't managing their time well, or their money well, you're compromising yourself and continuing to rescue that person, because you don't want them to be upset. Um, and that that is so damaging to someone. 
another way that this kind of showed up for me is um, self-put-downs, not just internally, but to other people. So if somebody else were to make a mistake or were to fall or were to, you know, screw something up, feeling like I needed to say, oh, it's okay, you know, I'm so, I'm dumb and I, it was my fault because I shouldn't have left this here and I, I should have picked that up for you and I should have made sure that it wasn't, you know, that dinner wasn't, that dinner was ready sooner or I needed to make sure that I was here in time to unlock the doors at the office because, you know, I knew you might be late or sometimes you're late or, you know, it's, it's my fault and I'm just dumb. I'm sorry, I should have <clears throat> thought differently. Sorry, I don't know what's going on <laughs> with my voice today. Um, <clears throat> but <laughs> I also forget this is a podcast and then I'm not cutting anything out of this. So just excuse me when I pause and like cough or whatever else. Okay. This is such a professional, professional, um, setting, isn't it? See, look, see, I'm putting myself down because I feel like y'all are going to get upset that you're listening and you're getting frustrated because you're listening to me, like clear my throat. That's kind of an example right there. So it, it's, it's putting yourself down because you're like, oh shoot, they're going to think I'm dumb. So let me go ahead and explain why I'm dumb before they can think that I'm dumb. Um, this also comes in the form of kind of oversharing. So if somebody tells something that they're telling you, um, maybe, for example, somebody's telling you, oh my gosh, I got myself in the worst situation. I, this guy, like, you know, cheated on me and um, stole all my stuff and then ran off. And then you feeling like instead of just hearing what they're saying and understanding and being there for that person, that you need to say, oh my gosh, that's so terrible. I so understand because one time this happened to me and feeling like you kind of have to level the playing field in a way of like making them feel like you've made the same mistake or or you're, you're bad too. Um, this also comes in the form of put downs on your kids or other people around you to make somebody else feel better. So like maybe, you know, being in a friend situation with um, Cullen or, you know, with your husband or whoever else, um, standing there and somebody is t complaining about how their husband, you know, um, doesn't ever help with dinner. And you know that your husband actually does help with dinner a good bit, but you feel the need to say, oh, well, you know, he helps with dinner, but he never takes the trash out and he never picks up his dirty laundry. So we're on the same page and kind of like that just wasn't necessary, you know, but in my situation, those types of things would come out of my mouth and I would feel like I was doing it because I didn't want that person to feel awkward. Or if their husband was standing right there, I didn't want him to feel like the only one who didn't do exactly what was, you know, the wife expected or whatever in the relationship. And that's, that's really just such a, a harmful thing. If somebody else wants to complain about their spouse or their kids or whatever else, then that's fine for them to do that. That doesn't mean that you have to do the same so that they feel like they're not alone. Um, if you don't feel comfortable doing that, or if that's not your agenda, right, then you don't have to do that. Um, Sometimes people make awkward comments that you're like, I don't know. I feel like there's oftentimes when people would make an often or an awkward comment like that. And I would feel the need to say those things, but I've realized like it's okay. And it's actually necessary to let other people sit in their own discomfort. Um, especially if it's a random stranger, um, 
it, it just, I don't know, maybe if you've been there, you can kind of understand, but there's so many times, especially recently, since I have recognized some of these things that I'll find myself being like, God, why did I just say that? Like, why did I just respond with that? That, you know, oh, he, well, he doesn't take out the trash or he doesn't do the laundry or whatever else. It like that person wasn't trying to get that response from you. They may have just because they're complaining about their husband. If you respond with that, they're like, okay, well, you know, I feel better about myself and my relationship. But if you were just to say, hmm, okay, that's too bad. Like, it's okay for them to sit there and think whatever they want to think. Like, you don't have to put somebody else down or put yourself down just to make other people feel better. I hope that all made sense. Feels like it was a little convoluted coming out of my mouth, but um, it's definitely something that I've seen and have been working on and have noticed, you know, in other people as well. Um, let's see. So as with it, as with the previous episodes, there are some things that I like to talk about how I've kind of worked on overcoming this and the things I tell myself as reminders to not allow myself to slip back into these things. And one is just reminding myself, I am only responsible for my own reactions to someone else's behavior. I'm not, I'm not responsible for their behavior and I'm not responsible for how they react. I am only responsible for my own reactions to someone else's behavior. So in the spouse of somebody with addiction problems space, that comes in the form of instead of blowing up and getting upset when you realize that someone is high or drunk or whatever it is that you don't want them to be, instead of blowing up and accusing and pointing fingers, you can choose your reaction to be that that's not something that you support. That's not something you're comfortable with in your home. So that person can either leave or you can leave and get away from the situation. I'm not going to be around you when you're drunk or when you're high. I have a right to say that I'm not going to allow illegal drugs or even alcohol or whatever is the problem in your relationship in my home. And so if you want to do that, that's fine. You go ahead and do those things, but it's not going to happen around me or around my kids. So if that's the case and somebody has that type of a problem, um, you're actually enabling it by continuing to let it happen in your house, in your presence, around your kids, um, whatever the situation is. I've always thought of enabling as, you know, oh, well, you're buying it for them or you're, you know, giving them the money to go buy it or whatever. Enabling can be simply letting something continue. You can't force somebody to stop doing something. Um, so with addiction, that was something that I really had to realize was that I can't force him to stop. Like there's nothing I can do to like, I can't physically make anybody change their behavior. I can just change my reaction to it and what I allow around me. I have control and the rights over my space. And so I can choose to not be around somebody while they're using substances. And that was a big, huge stress reliever for me. It took a lot of the responsibility off of me for feeling like I was in charge of controlling his behavior. That was something that I felt a lot of pressure from, um, I mean, a lot of pressure about from this whole thing of worrying how it's going to affect somebody else or how somebody else is going to respond, how somebody else is going to feel. So if he's doing something wrong, 
well, then I feel like they're going to think, well, why hasn't his wife done anything about this? Why does she keep letting him do this? Why? Oh my gosh, I can't believe their family is a family that has these addiction problems. Well, that's fine. Somebody else is more than welcome to think that, but his behavior is not my responsibility. So that was something that was huge for me in starting the process of healing myself and healing our relationship. That was kind of a whole different side note on addiction there. Sorry about that. Um, But hopefully it was helpful to somebody. Okay, so the next thing that I tell myself is if something gets done at all, there's no reason to criticize the way that it was done. Um, That's hard for me. So spending too much time worrying about what somebody else is doing. So like, oh my gosh, well, if you had... um, If you had tried to screw the light bulb in this way, it would have worked better and it wouldn't have taken you so long and maybe you should do it this way next time when somebody else was doing something. Like it was somebody else's job or somebody else's responsibility. The dishes, the whatever the, the thing is, if they're doing it and it's their job, like stop stressing yourself out about how somebody else is doing something. And this is extremely present. Um, in comments and things on social media, I feel like I feel like everybody likes to give their opinion, which is fine. And I totally appreciate the comments of like, Oh, by the way, did you know that you can screw a light bulb in with your toenails and it works better? (laughs) Obviously, that's not a real example. But just an example of somebody trying to be helpful and share something with you. The difference comes with your response being, oh, well, I never knew that was possible or being like, oh, yeah, I tried that and it didn't work. When somebody comes back with, oh, my gosh, well, I can't believe you wouldn't try my way. And they're like literally stressing themselves out because you're screwing the light bulb in the wrong way. That's where there's a problem. That's their problem. That's not your problem. When they continue to argue back with you or continue to tell you how you're doing something wrong like that, it's it's crazy. Like once I've gotten to this point in my in my life and my mental progress, I'm like, why would I spend so much time worrying about how somebody does something that literally doesn't affect me? Um, the healthy person would respond in a way of saying, okay, cool. I guess it doesn't work for you that way, but it does for me. I just thought I'd share in case it was helpful. The end. And they would not spend any additional time worrying about it. Like it's it's taking up way too much of your life if you are one of those people who is continuously worrying that somebody's not doing something the right way or in the most efficient way. Um, <clears throat> so the other thing I try to remind myself that it's important to compliment what somebody is doing well. Like take your focus from criticism to complimenting what they are doing well oh, wow, thanks for changing the light bulb. I appreciate that. Instead of criticizing that they didn't do it right. Or, um, you know, whatever whatever you feel like complimenting, like it's it, focusing on what is what what is going well and what isn't, but also just keeping in mind over the whole thing that if it's not your actual life responsibility, then it's not worth your time worrying about it. So, That's one of my things I'm working on or have been working on is kind of making sure that I take a step back and look at what actually is my responsibility. What is something that is worth my worry that I actually need to be problem solving about? And those are most often only the things in your personal life. 
yes, sometimes people need help. Yes, sometimes people ask for help in solving a problem, but it's not your responsibility to put in all the effort of solving that problem. Um, As an overthinker, I tend to have either tried out or analyzed all of the options for the best way to do something. Um, So it's hard to hold back on telling somebody the best way to do something. And it's fine to share, oh, well, guess what? I did it this way and it worked. It's about your response when they, when they, um, like from their feedback. So if they say, oh, thanks, that's helpful. Or if they say, no, it doesn't work for me. Or if they don't try the solution you gave them, or they don't try the thing that you've given them, um, that's where you have to practice your response of letting it go. You give your your two cents. If there's something that you're like, oh, by the way, if you didn't know, there's this amazing baby snot sucker thing that works way better than that little bulb syringe that you try to suck the baby snot out of their nose with. That's a super helpful tip that somebody gave me when I had a kid. And if you tell that to somebody else because you see them struggling with their little syringe snot sucker and they say, oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to try that. Then, okay, the end. Like, it's not your problem. It's not going to affect your life if they choose to do it a different way. So um, that's that's basically kind of the gist of all of it. I think going back to what I originally said, I have been working on making sure that I don't feel responsible for managing other people's feelings and emotions. The way that somebody responds, the way that somebody um, interprets something that I say or something that I do is not my responsibility. This is where it goes back to I end up being more conscious of the way that I'm doing something because of the way I know that it's right. And once I've made that decision and once I've figured out what my true intent is behind something – then it doesn't bother me if somebody interprets it wrong. Then, you know, if I feel the need to explain, oh, actually I meant this, but they still don't get it, then then that's on them. It's not on me. Um, so I hope some of this was helpful to you guys. I really am enjoying sharing this, this with y'all. Um, if you don't know, Cullen and I have also been sharing on our YouTube channel, our Cullen and Katie channel, about some debt struggles we're going through. Um, We came out and admitted a lot of things. And in all of that, it's been really encouraging to see that their response is people being supportive, um, not people feeling bad for us or saying they're staying up all night worrying because we're, you know, we're struggling. We are sharing this stuff so that we can, you know, help other people. We can put our information out there. Maybe somebody can learn something from it. It's not in a way of, you know, looking for people to worry about us or to rescue us. That's definitely what we're trying to get away from. And the less anybody rescues anybody else or over worries about somebody else, the more that person will be responsible and take responsibility for their own actions. So that is it for today. Stay tuned for the next few things that I have to talk about. Um, I look forward to sharing all of this with you guys. And I hope y'all have a great, fabulous, wonderful day. Please feel free to rate this podcast if you get a chance. That really helps me. It helps um, more people find this podcast when you rate it and leave a review. Super helpful. Um, Podcasts are different than the YouTube or other social media world where there's likes and comments and all of that. That's not how um, things kind of make their way through the <laughs> through the grapevine. Uh, if you feel like this would be helpful to anybody else, please do share it. Take a screenshot of your phone or whatever you're listening on. 
post it on your social, um, whatever you want to do, tag me in it. So I see it. And I really appreciate all the support. You guys are always so amazing and wonderful to be supportive and encouraging. So thank you guys. Have a great day. Bye.